Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the second annual Decadent <laughs> Lexi Awards. Yeah. It's the Lexi Awards featuring. Show that, that name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after you asked me to name it that. I remember specifically yeah. this was in your contract. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's true. My contract is very weird. We're not really getting Yeah, it's a weird contract because it doesn't discuss money or anything like that. Just the award show being named after you. That was the main... Very specific, <laughs> odd request. That's yeah. it. You need a better entertainment lawyer. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second annual Lexi Awards featuring Dolores Peters. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Yeah. Matt Peters. Hello. <laughs> and <laughs> your host for the 2020 Lexi Awards, Lex Lutz. Hello. The award based off of me that you know you want, and yet. Lex, why are you so sexy? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, you can cut down all that crowd noise. This ain't the BET Awards. (laughs) (laughs) True. This ain't the Image Awards now. Come on. We got so many people that wrote in this time. Oh, man. It really is amazing. Thank you all for for writing in. I'm I'm impressed with a lot of these answers. Shocked and appalled by others. I'm not going to tell you who and what, but I'm sure our listeners will know once they hear. So we've got a lot of surprises in store. Um, We've got, as I mentioned before, we've got Dee with us on this episode. She wanted to offer her Lexi Awards in person on this episode. Mm And she's always welcome. Thank you for joining us. Of course I'm welcome. I live yep. here. That is true. I was going to say the, the third host, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, That's no, right. I'm just a guest. I'm just a happy guest. No, no, no. You're part of, you're part the, of the, the thing. The unofficial third host. That's right. There you go. <laughs> there yeah. we go. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's like being the fifth Beatle, you know? You get to tell everybody, like, hey, yo, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm with the band. I, I was there. <laughs> I was there, too. <laughs> just slightly off to the left. Before I guess. Just Ringo, like just Ringo. Ringo was the first fifth Beatle. He didn't first know, fifth Beatle, right? That was just a secret from him. <laughs> all right, so how do we how do we want to do this? So we've got our own selections. We're we're all yes. very excited to share our selections with you folks. We've got various categories. We've got books, movies, TV shows, games, and podcasts. Oh, and also last minute edition, uh, music or album. Uh, of the year. Right. Now, just to clarify. So I'm guessing we'll just... Yes, go ahead. I was going to say, just to clarify, the rules state that these are things that you've enjoyed this year, not necessarily created this year. So, there you go. <laughs> okay. Did not know that, but oh. okay. <laughs> well, a lot of the listeners kind of chimed in with stuff. <laughs> That's true. Well, I, yeah. They, they can follow their own rules. All right. I can't. <laughs> That's the thing. I can't be a rule breaker. So okay. that's that's my that's actually my rule. I can't be a rule breaker. Holy so. shit. Well uh, okay. <laughs> I just think we can just like pick one and then go through and read, you know, ours and listeners peppered tepid through. Yes, yes. So I guess it's a question of where do you guys want to start? Oh, let's start with let's start with books. Let's start in the order of the list. Books. Yeah. I'm going to pick random person to read first. 
A lot of people didn't list books. That's true. (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) Bradley wrote in. Bradley wrote in Survivor Song by Paul Tremblay, which I have never heard of. Hmm. Hmm. I'm familiar with the author. That's an interesting uh, interesting choice there, Bradley. Um, We'll have to ask why that stood out to Bradley. But okay, there we go. So Survivor Song by Paul Tremblay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. I like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to start with D? Yeah. <laughs> what you got, D? Um, so, uh, I've always been a big Stephen King fan, of course. Of course. Um, but I have never, I didn't really read it uh, mm. until this year, until early this year when... Um, yeah. When I, when I actually had like, you know, time to drive and listen to a book or, mm-hmm. you know, do an audiobook. Um, yeah. And I was just really, I was really captivated by it. Definitely understood the cringiness of the last like quarter of the yeah, book. Yeah. I can't deal with that book for yeah. that reason. Yeah. Like, I, I think I, the adaptation is better because of that. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there are some points I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, okay, this yeah, is a different you can time. Yeah, you can tell where the cocaine kicked in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, lots the exact of drugs. moments. Yes. Yeah. Lots and lots of drugs in that nose. <laughs> it was, it was pretty bad. But, uh, but it's still, it was still very captivating, really well written. The world mm-hmm. building is key for, for Stephen King. Like, he's, he's really good with details. So you feel like you're in it and it's just as creepy as watching like the actual film. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I definitely enjoyed that. Um, I also, I also listened to the audiobook of the stand um, earlier this year too. And I, that was my very first Stephen King book that I physically read it too mm. when I was like 14, when I say oh. 13 or 14. So how was the audio version of that? Um, the audio version was good. It was good. The only the only difference is that like the um, the when I read it when I read it in book form, I had the I don't know which version. Ugh, I don't know if it was the unabridged. No, not the unabridged version. But it was basically just the version that had like a few um um illustrations oh, okay. in it. Yeah. So you uh-huh. actually saw like what these dead people were supposed to look like oh yeah and you saw how people like you know like changed and Mm -hmm. you know you really got a real tangible feeling of what these people were going through yeah the show did a good job of showing that too yeah like it was very accurate to the description that's in the book absolutely yeah the new cbs version i haven't seen any of that i forget things though oh man yeah it's it's, i've never read the book either oh Good. It's it's a struggle. Like I'll, I'll be honest. Like I'm glad Dee enjoyed it. I'm. It's hard for me to get through. I've gotten through that book one time after trying like maybe three. Mm, and, it's hit or miss for me. Yeah, sure. yeah. It's it's not even really. It's like there's certain kingisms that he has. There's like yeah. okay, all right, just wrap it up, brother. Let's just keep it moving here. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. So at, um, a few years ago, they put out a a comic adaptation from Marvel, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. That really excited a lot of people again, and that got me interested. So I tried the audiobook version, and the, the version they had out back then, I don't know who they got to read the Stephen King book books back then, but it was this dude who was just feeling himself so much mm-hmm. that he would just take, 
it was like fucking um, Calculon from Futurama, just reading these books. Oh, and no. just like, Stephen King presents The Stand. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah. come on, man. I got to put it on like 1.5, 2, you know. Like, <laughs> let's go. That, Give me the book. I think the audiobooks have come a long way. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny because, um, oh, I'm sorry. It's not that type of show today. Please continue. <laughs> okay. I mean, you were about to dissect this. I was going into a whole different direction. They played the music for me, you know. <laughs> right. It's like, come you on, man. ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, um, it's, it's just funny. Like, I mean, I, especially with, um, you know, all the intensity of this year, I had no idea yeah. <laughs> that some of this, uh, some of these works would be so apropos for this year. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I think that just the fact that I was able to read a story, a piece of fiction, and just enjoy it as fiction before all this craziness started, that's a real blessing. Because mm-hmm. the rest of the year, it was not looking good. So uh, right. so I really appreciate the the stand and it. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Stephen King here. Yeah. Fitting. Quite. Fitting. <laughs> Quite. Okay. So we had another listener write in, Denise said that her favorite book was Mexican Gothic okay. by mm. Sylvia Moreno Garcia. Cool. Nice. And said, AKA the only book I read this year. <laughs> look, hey. look, that's okay. That's all right. Trust me. This year was terrible for reading. I would Man. say, I know that there are some people that just like, Oh, I read nonstop in quarantine. I'm like, bitch, how could you focus? My anxiety was terrible. Yeah. And we even heard from other folks that were reading the entire quarantine that it's hard to retain that knowledge. Mm -hmm. And if you're a book reader that reads like a book a month or something like that, reading nonstop, it actually makes things kind of run together. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they like stress, who knows how much of this time we'll actually remember. That's going to be very fascinating where we're doing studies of the psychological aspects of all this. A lot of this year is going in the vault for me. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. It is in there. I am ready to forget. Yes. (laughs) I, I have some things that have happened this year that I fucking forgot happened this year. And then other things that feel like they happened yesterday. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, oh, that was in February. Right. <laughs> That's almost a year away. For this, oh, for this very exercise, I was going through my Netflix queue like, oh, man, I watched that. I watched that whole mm-hmm. show. Holy yeah. shit, that came out? Ozark happened? Oh. <laughs> I have no concept of time anymore. None. No. Oh, God. At the same time, time is making me anxious. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a song I listen to. Okay, moving on. (laughs) It's a habit. I'm trying. For sure. Can't help myself. Aaron wrote in as well. (laughs) Our our other book. uh, Aaron wrote in, said that Batman was his favorite book. Now, see, that's interesting because it's like you could have picked the comic. Everybody could have picked the comic. Nobody picked the comic book. But I don't know if everybody's a comic reader that listens to no. our show. And for that, I, I apologize we... for that Brian Michael Bendis tangent last week. No, I think that we have some comic book reader listeners, but I do think that it's like it's still a mixed bag as yeah. far as that is So Aaron, I believe, is talking about the Tom King run of Batman. I, yeah, I assume that as well. Yeah. That was an amazing run. Uh, Tom King was the guy 
who wrote that amazing uh, Vision miniseries that uh, WandaVision oh, is yeah, loosely yeah. based on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote Mr. Miracle at DC a Wait, couple years ago. Wait, has that show come out yet? No, that's not out yet. Okay. No, I think Once that's again, like... no fucking concept. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's second week of uh, January. Yeah. That starts out. Um, sure. So, part two. Right. <laughs> so anyway, he's been doing Batman for a few years now, and I caught up on that as well. And that story is... It's the most unique Batman story I've ever read. And it's not because like Batman is challenged in a way that he's never been challenged before. It's because it's a love story. Mm-hmm. And that's mm. all I'll say. Okay. It's really good, though. I, mm. I really enjoyed it. But yeah, if you're familiar with Tom King's work, like you'll you'll kind of know the direction he's going uh, with Batman. And it's it's a it's a very entertaining ride. So yeah, hmm. I I endorse that choice. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. All right. Anybody else? Uh, no, no one else with books. Uh, okay. is, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Well, I can go because this is something folks have heard me uh, talk about on the show at length. That's kind of how I feel with mine as well. Yeah. I feel <laughs> about a lot of my picks, honestly. That's why I'm glad that so many people wrote in because, you know. Yeah, it gives like, us a chance hey, to be like, perfect. oh, what's that? Let's check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I picked the uh, Jim Henson biography by Brian J. Jones. And... This was the perfect, just like very subtle, very quiet book to enjoy during this time. This this hit me at a, a, yes. a moment during the pandemic where it was like things were kind of chaotic. And this book, it's just like, okay, here's here's the life story of one of your favorite creators. Here are his flaws. Here are his victories. Here are his insecurities all laid bare for you right here on this page. And it was done with such care. To the point where you don't hate him by the end of it after learning about all these flaws. It makes you respect no. him more, you know, because you yeah. hear all the all the things he had to overcome. And that's the type of biography that I enjoy. It doesn't try to hide anything about the creator, but it does give you context. And it gives you context in a way that makes you, like, again, respect that person a little bit more. So I think that that book is, like, an essential reading for creative people yeah. personally. Yeah. I think it's like that vital of a well-rounded biography, whether you listen to it or physically read, like you listen to it. I physically devoured that book. I thought yeah. it was so amazing. No matter how you read it, like it's just a very important read. If you like making things. I want to, um, I want to give uh, respect to that. I also read a couple other things this year. Uh, one of which was the, um, the Miles Morales tie-in for the game, mm-hmm. and it was very well done. I don't like know. Like a comic book? No, no, it was a, it was like a, a, a they novels. call them light novels, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, in Japan. But no, it's just a very short like young adult novel, and uh, it was just very well done because it captured his personality, uh, you know, as well as gave you like a little bit more insight to his character going uh, leading up to the game. So that was cool. Yeah. I still haven't played the game, but but I I like when they tie in well. Me too. Like, that's rare to yeah. find that. Yeah, <laughs> um, Sony and, and Insomniac and Marvel are just very close knit with this. It's it's admirable the job they're doing with Spider Man these past few years. So yeah, you love to see it. My pick was The Good Neighbor by Maxwell King, the which State Farm was story. 
<laughs> which was the uh, Mr. Rogers biography that I've talked about on the show. Yes. Which is read by LeVar Burton. I listened yeah. to the audiobook. That's cool. And it, it was so good. So in the way that I'm like a creator should listen to, um, you know, the the Brian J. Jones, uh, Jim Henson biography. I think if you like want to improve your humanity even just a little bit you should you should read the good neighbor you should it will inspire you to be better i really truly am still in awe of mr rogers like i might even read other biographies on him like (laughs) (laughs) i haven't done that since like i was younger and became fascinated with like filmmakers like steven spielberg Mm, you know mm -hmm. um it's it just, it's so good. And LeVar Burton does an amazing job reading the book. Mm, so if you want an audio book. I mean, good. yeah, he was, he, this is his whole job right here. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is it. I, you know, for a moment, I was going to ask you if this is what the, uh, the movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood was based on. But I remember yep. that was by, uh, it was based on an Esquire article. Uh, 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 I think he wrote a book as well. Oh, he did. Okay. I think he eventually did write a book. Mm-hmm. Um, while Mr. Rogers was still living, hmm. um, I want to say it was in the '90s, so toward the end, like toward the later years of his life, but still wrote a book. Yeah, this is not that. This is just a a straight up biography of him. Yeah, there are different types of biographies too. There are some that study his faith, and you know, because he was religious, um, he didn't hide his religion, but he also didn't push his religion on anyone. That's very mm-hmm. true. That's yeah. very true. And I, I like that idea that there are different aspects of a person's life that you can really dig into uh, of a biographical okay. nature uh, without being intrusive, but at the same time just getting more uh, in-depth about the uh, the detail of their life that you're more interested in. That's that's right. pretty well, cool. I like that. Most most biographies are better, whether it's a biopic or a an actual written biography, they're better when they focus on one particular point. Mm-hmm. Like that's what, you know, Lincoln, the, you know, when Spielberg did Lincoln, mm-hmm. Daniel Day Lewis, it was, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, based on team of rivals. So it was about this one particular, probably the most vital point of Lincoln's presidency. Mm. Okay. I, I don't think there was anything else that I didn't cover. Okay. So I guess we can just move on to the next category. Yes, let's move on to the next category, which is movies. So we're getting to the to the screen stuff, y'all. We got the homework out of the way. Books are done. <laughs> Forget like, books. books. That's right. Talk about books. Nobody want to talk about books. So <laughs> all right. Got pictures. What? <laughs> all right, movies. Let me pick a movie here. Oh, Gabby wrote in and said that she liked Troop Zero. And it's technically from 2019, but saw it this year. Did okay. you ever see that movie? It's on know, Amazon? I, I wanted to. I didn't get a chance to see that yet. I know that's the one where she's a camp counselor, I believe. Yeah, it was Viola good. Viola Davis, yeah. Of course, Viola Davis uh, this year started in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which was... I haven't seen that yet. It was a stark departure was good, yeah. from what you expect from Viola Davis. Boy, she yeah. was something else in that movie. Yes. But it's it's like a it's like a stage play. Anyway, respect to Viola Davis. She's a great actress. That's a solid choice, Gabby. Thank you for writing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bradley went with Bill and Ted Face the Music. Okay, now oh, that was up there for me. I almost picked that one myself. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. I see he's going for a theme here. I'm not going to spoil 
his next choice. <laughs> but I'll revisit no, that. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So who wants to go first with their movie? Then yeah. we can get back in uh, listeners. Why don't you hit us up first, Lex? I and actually we did have at least one listener based off of look. Uh, Aaron also picked this as their favorite movie. Um, Palm Springs nice. on Hulu. So I not only did I love this movie, and I would have loved this movie no matter when it came out because it's just really well, and it's made really well. And like and we've talked about this in the past, I do not like Groundhog Day movies. Mm-hmm. I do not <laughs> like that premise. Mm-hmm. It drives me up the wall. But they did it right. Okay. They managed to capture it, and it was particularly poignant during quarantine. When we're basically <laughs> dealing with Groundhog Day type of situation. Mm, that's a good um, point. Yeah. So, like, it was that premise, but a really fascinating love story, you know, woven into everything. I I just loved this movie. And I know it did really well on Hulu. I think it was their biggest movie before Happiest Season came out. Happiest Season is now the biggest Hulu movie that they've ever released. You're wow. right. They were yeah. there were stories all about Palm Spring uh, all yeah. all throughout uh, early summer up until that movie came yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it was their like highest rated movie before that, and now Happiest Season has taken over. But like, really good year for movies on Hulu. Yeah, and I honestly Hulu needed some type of foothold too because they mm-hmm. lost 31 seasons of The Simpsons. Yep. Just this year alone, <laughs> and yeah, that's a pretty big hit. It may not seem like a big right. deal, but people. They also have oof. Bob's Burgers. Right. Yes. Right. Um, which is better than The Simpsons? So at, at this point, absolutely. Man, absolutely. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yes. yeah oh, they, I would say at any point, <laughs> but that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, okay, that's cool. I, I, I'm glad Andy Samberg is doing something outside of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I miss when he was able to just make stupid projects, you know. Did you watch it? I watched it. I enjoyed it. But I'm saying I, I, I miss that Andy Samberg, you know, and I say stupid with, with the most respect I can muster. (laughs) No, he's the king of stupid. Yeah, you know, Lonely Island. Hot rod, all that stuff, man. Of course, the the digital shorts on SNL. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I miss that type of Andy Samberg. But, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, get that paycheck. I understand, man. Yeah, yeah. Get that money. I was glad at least one listener agreed with me on how amazing Palm Spring is. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Uh, Who wants to go next? You go, D. Okay. Um, So my my choice was Soul, Disney's Soul. Okay. Um, and it's not necessarily because it was an incredibly stellar movie. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was um, a really, it was interesting to see this particular perspective from Disney. Yeah. Um, first of all, just, of course, the array of people of color that yes. they have in this movie. It's yeah. just like brings a tear to the eye. The realism in a lot of these characters, you've seen some of these characters in your life you know you've been at the barbershop with them you've Mm -hmm. been at a club with them you know (laughs) you've seen these haircuts you've seen the you've heard this kind of banter happen uh one of the characters were like oh that's totally somebody looks almost 100 percent like your aunt yes right exactly i swear my aunt sharon was in this movie (laughs) i swear to god she was like i mean all the way down to the last curly little bit of hair like 
she th absolutely was in this movie. Um, and, and that was just really cool to see. So there, so there's that first of all. And then also they just, they really are just talking about like the existence of a soul. Right. Like they get into spirituality pretty deep <laughs> in, <laughs> in this, in this, in this film. And yeah. I understand that, um, a lot of this film was <clears throat> originated, was supposed to originally be about just one particular character who, was a kind of a generic who looks like a generic type of character I, I mean that's the best way i can say it without spoiling anything um uh and and that they decided to get away from that generic particular that, that one generic looking character and mm -hmm. to branch out into more interesting more in-depth characters and uh, did a whole lot of world building for this film as well as far as like where does a soul go right. where does a soul come from what is a soul's purpose you it's kind of interesting too if i can interject like the fact that there's a pixar formula mm -hmm. they have a very specific hey what if this thing was more you know yes that's always right. kind of their motif right but they did that and then they had this other movie that they, it felt like it was built on top of it almost. Right. That in and of itself, it, it, you remember what we were watching, I was like, I could watch two hours of this. Yes. And that would have been good enough for me. Right. And yeah, it's not a detriment to the film at all. It's no. just, you know, and, and I guess it's it's almost praising it. You want more of that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's a rare Look, thing. I, I don't know if the alcohol's kicking in or what. But the, when you said Pixar movies have a formula and it's what if this was more, yeah. it just blew my fucking mind. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. I never thought of these movies being that way. And now I'm like, wait, wait a second. What? <laughs> Hold on. Huh? <laughs> With a soundtrack by Randy Newman. There you, oh, yeah. God. Yes, no. I haven't awesome. seen it yet. Um, it is on my list. I know there's some criticism going around about it, but yes. I, I mean, <laughs> what criticism could that movie possibly take in comparison to Wonder Woman oh, at this point? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman gets its own focus, Ooh. guys. We're going to talk about that on the mini episode on that is, Patreon. That's so. a Patreon mini episode, guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oof. Cause we had things to say Get about Wonder takes. Woman. That's right. Hot takes. <laughs> hot takes making it. Okay. <laughs> so Paul. Uh, wrote in and said um, Vampires versus the Bronx, which I've never heard of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we saw that advertised on Netflix. We didn't dive in on that one. No. Because, okay. you know, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Uncle Frank, which I've heard is really good. That's the Amazon movie. I thought you were saying Uncle Frank wrote in. I'm like, who is Uncle Frank? <laughs> like, do we have no, a gimmick I do have listener? an Uncle Frank, though. I actually do have an Uncle Frank. That would be I love that. I want I want listeners to have like their own little like you know characters you know like, yeah like Teddy yeah. on Bob's Burgers when he called into the radio show. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that would be great. Ice Ice Teddy. I forget. Ice, was that it? <laughs> that must have been it. Okay. I anyway. Think that was. Yeah. Uh, what was yours, Matt? What's your pick? My pick. Uh, I'm I'm deciding on the fly here. You gotta, you gotta, okay. I, I want you to at least address if you don't pick it this one because. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very. Uh, I'm I'm going with Hamilton. I gotta, I gotta go with okay. Hamilton. Okay, mm -hmm. that's that's what I wanted to address yeah. because first of all, yes, agreed, amazing. Yeah. That was like an experience. It it's really almost was. it almost doesn't feel like a movie because it was so. 
its own thing. Yeah. Um, But also just how fascinating to me it is that you were so into that and you were kind of like not you didn't really know much about Hamilton, didn't care about Hamilton. I was so excited. I was like, you're going to have to watch this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I resisted so much of the hype for Hamilton, partly because you know how it is when everybody's heard a song and you haven't Mm -hmm. and everybody's singing along. Like, I didn't see Rent for a long time. Oh. And everybody was singing that 9,000, 25,000. Like, oh, Jesus Christ, please stop. You know. And guess what? You could still go without seeing yeah. Rent, guys. If you haven't seen Rent, oh. just hard pass. Man, I've seen it go three without. times. I'm sorry. And, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. My God. I get it confused with that. that with that play where they're banging on trash cans and shit like that. Oh, Although, uh, Stop. Stop. Yeah. I get really yeah. I'm not like a musical elitist. One of my favorite musicals of all time is Mamma Mia. So I'm trash, Aww. guys. Just 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 keep in mind, like in the full context here, just because I don't like rent doesn't mean that I'm like into high class, high caliber stuff. I love I fucking love Mamma Mia. I really want a third movie. Please, so look, guys. I I famously on the show. <laughs> gone into great detail about how I don't care about musicals. I'm not a musical fan. But that's not yeah. that's not 100% true. We're aware that you're why. dead inside, Matt. I'll tell you this. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I was in a performance of a Sondheim musical, um, Assassins. Was it Cats? It was oh not. My God. Thankfully, it was not. <laughs> Nobody needs to see that. Magical. No one. I still haven't seen that. Yeah. I kind of want to do it high if I ever do it. <laughs> oh, you're so going to no. That's going to put you in the bad place. But <laughs> back to the back to <laughs> Hamilton. Like I'm not a big musical guy. This yeah. musical I've seen. Basically, I've I've followed Lin Manuel Miranda throughout his career, not because I wanted to. But because the man is almost everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> almost know? he got it. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's what amazing how talented he is. And it's 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 you know, validated the fact yeah. that he's in your face so yeah. much. Absolutely. Usually it's like, Oh Jesus, here's Gallagher again, you know? No, it's <laughs> like Gallagher. No, it's Lin Manuel <laughs> Miranda. He he's here because he belongs in this conversation. Right. It's like John Legend. Exactly. He belongs in your face because it's John Legend. Right, you know? exactly. Like musical wise, I was a big fan of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah. That was yeah. that slapped. I don't know why. Yes. It just hit me at the right time. Yes. But something Same. about Hamilton, the way that the music worked with the plot, the way that it was just so like revolutionary, <laughs> and the fact oh. that it just <laughs> built upon no, these themes, it. you know, uh, going throughout the play, and of course the sisters. I mean, you can't come oh on. Oh my now. god, they come were on. just obscenely good. The story was good. Again, it's a situation where it's like warts and all. Like they tell you the story of these characters. Mm-hmm. They don't pull any punches. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty historically accurate yes that's great right which is crazy and i really i but ultimately the way that it was shot um yeah again haha the Mm. way that it was filmed (laughs) and the 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 stage setup landing jesus Were you think, like were you just like sitting writing a little script of puns ladies and gentlemen if you're sitting at home listening to the awards right now tweet out hashtag matt don't miss that's right 
See, <laughs> this is what this is what he's thinking of every time he's like grinding away at Tetris. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. More yeah. on that later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But okay. Yeah. The when set. I grind away at Tetris, I'm just like have usually I'm like have already having a panic attack. Oh. <laughs> just like this is when I think about how I'm gonna die alone. Oh and my like, god. <laughs> Everybody so, clap your hands. So, nah. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's literally my, my die alone song is usually in that. The Casper so, <laughs> Your die alone song is the Casper Slide. This is no, Casper's a ghost. Yeah, that's true. Casper is a ghost. Work. Right, right on me. Good, on. Job. Good job. There's a Rachel Bloom song. <laughs> she's the one who do crazy. I know this is a mini tangent, but she's the one who do crazy ex-girlfriend. And she has an obsessive compulsive disorder song that she did. This is before crazy ex-girlfriend, and it was on YouTube. And that that song is what I'm thinking of. This is a specific <laughs> reference. I will send this, and we will post it in the show notes. It will make sense when I send it. Okay. So closing out the, the Hamilton thing. No, 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 no. But, yeah, like, I <laughs> are terrible. Hamilton was shot beautifully, too. Yeah. Not that sounded horrible. <laughs> but that's where I'm going, just like the set, the set yes. of the actual yeah. show. Because what's one thing that I love about stage is how they can take just one space and make it be so many things mm-hmm. yeah. and the lazy susan in the middle of the stage as they're walking <laughs> and they're able to like dance on that and just move I, it's, oh, it's so I, I don't know enough about musical theater was that a thing before hamilton i yeah. would love to hear from I, someone i don't know i don't think i've ever seen it and i mean like i went to see chicago like yeah. i mean i saw chicago on stage and that's a pretty involved like production <laughs> that live that's yeah. on my list oh my god what was the and, one we went to um, um oh we went to see the uh the um something boys yeah uh, jersey boys jersey boys <laughs> <I'm> something <laughs> boys you know i've seen greece i've seen west side story uh i've seen book of mormon yeah, mm. yeah. so i've Lion seen a f- i've seen a few shows but i've never seen anything like that Right. I'm very curious if they like created that for this. Right. Yeah. Right. I I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. That like, and, really. And Roundhouse on Nickelodeon from years ago. That's the only time I've seen a stage like wow. that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That was a deep reach. Look it up. All right. Jeez. Let's move on. Jeez. Let's yeah, move on. Movies. Movies are done. Movies are done. <laughs> all right. All right. We go on TV shows now. TV shows. Oh, we all had. We all cheated in this Every- one. Picked multiple TV shows. Even <laughs> listeners picked multiple yes. TV shows. And you know what? I fucking get it. We're quarantined, guys. We got to do it. That's yep. right. We got to. We got to go multiple TV shows. So <laughs> we might not dive as deep into this, but all right. Aaron wrote in and said his TV show picks were Shit's Creek, The Expanse, mm-hmm. and The Good Place, which uh, both Shit's Creek and The Good Place ended this year. Good right. Place ended this year. Yeah. I forgot about That's that. That's crazy, right? Man, what a great yes. show. Oh, man, so yeah, good. Yeah, that was, that was almost a year ago that that ended, bud. They can never oh, do that again. Like, that's... Yeah. I've said this before about the... the what's his name? Michael Schur, I guess? Um, like, yes. his, his production team, every time they do a project... It just feels like they can never pull this off again. Mm-hmm. But then and they maybe. pull it off again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so uh, excited to see what he does next, man. For sure. Aha! Uh, good job. Good job. Yep. 
Gabby Gabby wrote in and said her TV shows were Lovecraft Country, and then she said she just binged The Americans for the first time ever and loved it. So I have watched, quick sidebar on The Americans while I'm pulling up other notes for listeners, I have watched almost, I think, four seasons of The Americans, and I've had to continually go back to it, because every time I watch this show, something terrible happens to me Mm. in my life. Wow. And I ended up not watching it. Hey, like, uh, I got very sick, or I went through a terrible breakup, or like whatever. So it, it derails me. So mm-hmm. now every time I see it, I'm like, I kind of don't want to touch that show. I'm going to say. Because it's so fucking good. <laughs> don't watch that anymore. I love you. Don't Please don't watch that show ever again. Yeah. This is, I, I, look, I don't think I can. I don't no. think I can. I think I'm going to have to be married for several years. Yes. I'm going to have to have a child that I know is safe and healthy. Yep. And you, like. You need your entire need, like, family in the same room. All yes. together. And I'm going to have to be like with my wife. By the way, this is all fiction, guys. I'm gonna die alone as we take. Uh, like, but you know, like I'm gonna I'm gonna have to be in a very safe space to watch that show because, well, like, um, you guys remember a couple years ago when I got that acute bronchitis? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was, like I was literally coughing up blood. Mm-hmm. Oh. Don't that watch was, that I show. The Americans. Yeah, the Americans. It's like something yeah. about this show and me. It's like a cursed thing so that show kind of freaks me out now it's it's so weird do you remember that song that audrey sang in little shop of horrors audrey one the real audrey about her perfect little life and her and seymour oh yeah that is going to have to be your reality that's green somewhere that's green absolutely that's gonna have to be your reality before you watch this show (laughs) i'm not touching that show intervention uh yes got the banner going and everything uh, Bradley said that his favorite show was Better Call Saul. Okay. Um, okay. I haven't seen any of that, to be honest, and I loved Breaking Bad. So here's my problem with Better Call Saul. Yeah. All right. Now, see, Bradley's tensing up right now. He feels like I'm about to dog on his favorite show, but you get, you know what? You're wrong. I'm <laughs> no. not about to dog on your favorite show, Bradley. I'm about to dog on AMC because yes. <laughs> I recorded every single episode of this season of Better Call Saul on my YouTube TV. And I finally got to a point where it's like, you know what? I've exhausted every other cartoon, television show, and movie that I want to see. I'm ready for Saul. And you know what was on there? The last two episodes. That's messed up. That was it. Can't go on their website to watch it because so I don't have, like, Comcast, quote-unquote, cable. Yeah. I couldn't go on AMC.com. I couldn't go on AMC. I I signed in for a free week at AMC Plus thinking, oh, well, obviously, better call Saul's going to be on here. Nope. <laughs> wow yeah, not even there sucks. can't even pay them to watch this show Wow, it wasn't on Netflix it's not anywhere else like the first few seasons of Better Call Saul are on there but without doing some VPN but, trickery that I might get arrested for mm, I'm not right. going to see this show until AMC is ready to let it out of the closet again so that's my know. concern with like if I want to do a Mad Men rewatch I mm. own we've talked about this I have my bunker I own I think almost all of the seasons, but I might be missing one or two, and they've pulled them from Netflix, and now oh, it's in the AMC yum. shit trickery. It's in the vault. That's horrible. Yep, it's in the Disney vault. So. You know what's messed up? And it, like, just yeah. a, a quick side note about AMC Plus: if you're considering, folks, getting AMC Plus to watch all the AMC shows that you know and love, don't do it Mm-mm. because there's nothing there. 
there is literally like eight shows on the service, and it's Comic also... Book Men, Low Winter Sun, <laughs> not Mad Men. Oh fuck! <laughs> they have Low Winter Sun. Hell yeah, Low Wait Winter Sun. This is a game changer. <laughs> I got it. Okay, so that's show of the year 2015 or whatever the fuck that show came out. Low Winter Sun. <laughs> oh my that's what God. we just wanted to listen to watch. Like that was it, man. Was you it. remember every every Sunday during yeah. a time Hell yeah. when Hell you yeah. when you went up to your TV and you went, I want to catch up with these characters, these old <laughs> these old guys and gals of Low Winter Sun. With this dismal ass title. Oh shit. These Man, the, you know the gang is back together, guys. Every week, what look, shenanigans are they getting into now on Low Winter Sun? The only reason I remember that show at all is because they would advertise it during the last season of Mad Men. <laughs> that's it. That's, a, that's literally it. And and uh, Breaking Bad. I was like, hey, how about the sun's going down? I ain't watching your shit. <laughs> <laughs> this season on Low Winter Sun, like this is this show still comes on. <laughs> And then you go and watch Walking Dead. It's like, Low Winter Sun is back after the... Like, what? what? That still exists? <laughs> I want to know how many seasons this show ran, too. 15 seasons. Oh. They're like, guys, <laughs> we're going to sell that. you on this one. <laughs> like, we're going to sell you on AMC Plus oh, using our greatest show. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the, the running gag for us. Oh, in this, in this it, house. Ran for, just... it ran for 10 episodes. Ten years? Ten seasons? Ten episodes. Ten episodes. Oh, that was it? Season. That was it? It was on one season. It had that much of an impact on you, bud. That's why. <laughs> right. so, it was literally Ooh. a part of our culture in 2013. <laughs> the impact cannot be overstated. Oh, my God. Like, it is that much of a... Look, who doesn't know this opening theme hustling in the motor city that's i mean that's my ringtone (laughs) with such well-known actors as mark strong lenny james and james ransone no idea (laughs) executive producer is chris mundy come on chris mundy you know wow he's the he's the donald p belisario of dick wolf's so yeah Notorious in this industry, just oh a giant God. amongst men. Oh my a God! A giant. Wow. I mean, his name is one step away from mundane. That's fucking great. Right. That's sad. So anyway, this is why this show is the butt created of jokes. low winters. Yeah. <laughs> it you is. Could, you could tell me anything about this show, and I'll believe you because it just had that little of an impact. Right. Wait, wait, wait. So I didn't read anything. What do you think, Low Winter Sun? We're 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 off the rails, guys. Oh shit. Real okay. quick. What do you think, Low Winter Sun is about? Low Winter Sun. What is it? Just based off of the title Low and based Winter off Sun. of the iconic imagery that you know and love. <laughs> Low Winter Sun is about a team of vampires. Okay. That. Uh, <laughs> that are able to come out during the daytime because it's so cloudy outside during this low winter sun. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's what the yeah, show's about. I think it's about like I feel like it's kind of like the Fast and the Furious, but like no cars. So like <laughs> no cars. <laughs> so they're just walking around going, you know what matters? Family. Yeah. Family matters. Yeah. That's what matters. Family hey, matters. Family. That sun's getting real low over there, bud. Oh, 
my god. And then it becomes like a weird allegory of the Hulk. Yes, I was waiting for the Hulk to sleep. Like, you know, it's got, listen, it's low winter sun. It has layers. It has layers. So anyway, if any of you were fans of Low Winter Sun, huh? I want to go on record and apologize that we <laughs> shredded this show so fiercely. Um, shout out to Chris was... Mundy, I guess, creator yeah. of Low Winter Sun. Oh, no. Who's going on Chris to Mundy, such... if you're listening, I don't know who you are. Who's <laughs> going on to do wow, such great projects <laughs> as jack shit and nothing. Um, anyway, my t- yeah. so my TV show was Low Winter Sun. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I can think that. Wow. It's like a cop show, guys. By the way, it it's really? a detective cop show. Yeah, that's what real? it is. Really? I don't. All, all we ever saw in the ads, they were walking around alleyways in in wool coats. Yeah. yeah. And just because it was cold, because right. it was winter. Right. And well, the sun was yeah, low. Yeah, the sun was low. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. And it was winter. Yes. 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 So we've got to move people, on. Several people picked Lovecraft Country. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you guys both picked Lovecraft Country, so do you guys want to talk about how much you love Lovecraft Country? Oh my god. (laughs) So, I know that Lovecraft Country was a little different in the way that the story was being told, and that's frankly one of the things that I enjoyed about it. Mm -hmm. Um, After the first three episodes, I commented to Dee and probably the rest of the internet, uh, I said, it really does feel like they're telling a movie, it's a a full movie every Mm -hmm. episode, because Mm -hmm. it feels Mm -hmm. like all right, wow, so much happened in this hour or however long it was. I don't know what they're going to do next week because this is nuts. You know, this character died. This character redacted. What's going to happen next on Lovecraft Country? And, of course, uh, Journey Smollett. I mean, my goodness. My goodness. She is just a force. She's a powerhouse. Yes. Like, she's the reason why, aside from Hamilton is my favorite movie, I have Birds of Prey listed there as well. But... Yes. Yeah, she's just incredible in this role. The rest of the cast is great, too. Mm -hmm, And it mm -hmm. feels like one of those meaty HBO dramas, you know? Yeah. Um, There were so many different, like, intricacies to the story. There were so many nods about things that were happening in the real world around this time period, too. In Chicago. Yeah, because it was based (laughs) in Chicago. Um, They they snuck Emmett Till in there. Oh, my God. And unless you, like, knew what Mm -hmm. his nickname was... You didn't know. You didn't know. You didn't realize who you were looking at. And, of course, they had this accompanying podcast, which a lot of our listeners mentioned as well, Lovecraft Mm -hmm. Country Radio. Mm -hmm. And that that made you appreciate the show even more because there were, like, little things in there that you missed. Like, they put as much love into this show as... Dave Filoni put into the Mandalorian basically. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's a Agreed. high bar. Massive. <laughs> Massive. Yeah. yeah, they put you're... a lot a lot of love into that show. Agreed. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of work, a lot of effort. You can see it. Right. Absolutely. And I know it's, a lot of people And I yeah, I'm with you on like in, there is no other show like it and that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Like it stands out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes you uncomfortable in all the right ways. Yeah. Um I know that there was a little bit of trepidation uh, based on the fact that it was the second HBO show to really dig into um, the tragedy that happened in uh, Black Wall Street. Um, oh, yeah, um, the Oklahoma. Oklahoma bombings. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it dug into that as well. But I would argue that Lovecraft Country, they they made this a bigger part of the plot. Huge. Than just, hey, this happened, 
and this is how it affected people later on. It was like, no, this is happening right now, guys. Right, <laughs> you exactly. need to see what's yeah, what's going on here. Like, um, I know like with my experience with mm-hmm. this, uh specifically about um the Oklahoma bombings, like I've I went to like, you know, the beauty shop, you know, okay, like as we were getting back into, you know, trying to get some uh normalcy, some normal beats happening in our lives and everything. Um, Uh I did go to the beauty shop and I would talk to the ladies there about this, about this show. And I had older black women asking me like, what is this about? What is this show that you're talking about? Wait a minute. What, 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 what Oklahoma bombings? Like, I mean, these are women in their seventies who knew nothing about these bombings. Like they had no clue that anything like this had happened. And I had I mean, to tell them, buried. yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it is such a buried story. Um, and a lot of people actually, I saw another, an, an interview with a, a, a young man, younger guy uh, who, um, who lives in Oklahoma and a uh, younger, younger black guy. And he has just graduated of out of college. I can't remember the, um, it was the um, Tulsa, 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 Oklahoma. Was it Tulsa? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Tulsa City. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like, like even he had just like graduated out of college and he was, and, and they were interviewing him about like Lovecraft country and what it meant to him. And he's like, I have been living mm-hmm. in Tulsa my entire life. I knew nothing about this until this show. Absolutely nothing. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just, it just proves just how easily a lot of history, no matter what side it comes from, can be like bulldozed and buried and Mm -hmm. and and how it actually when it's brought to light you can see the connections between what happened then and what's happening now some of the dissonance in society now between races or cultures or sexes and things like that so it's 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 good to know these kinds of things um but it did definitely shock me that you know some older people that i spoke to about this were just like this is brand new news to me what was this about? Tell me what the story was. And it made me dig into the actual story and find out how this all really started and who all were involved and what the what the overall um um what what the what the result of these bombings mm-hmm. really was. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, it was just it, it I don't know, it just brought out a lot of the the show altogether just brings out a lot of cultural undertones that we've been kind of taught to keep buried for a very long time. Um, but but that kind of compels you to keep watching and to keep you know wanting to devour more information. So I love that sh- I love the show specifically for that. Yeah, there were definitely things in that show where I was like, I do not understand this. Um, and that's okay. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that that thing probably means something, but is not meant for me. And I can't, right. I can't think of specific things. There's so many little things in that show. Yeah. Um, which is why it's so well done. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, Jeremy wrote in and said, Selena. Oh. Was uh, which I haven't seen yet. That's that new Netflix. Yes. Right. Right, right. I've seen that advertised. It looks really good. I haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet. Yeah, we, we need to dive into that. I love, love Selena. I love the, the story. It's it's sad, but I still love it. I don't know much it. about it. I've only, yeah, I've only seen the, uh, oh, God, what's her name? 
Oh, the uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I, I know is not supposed to be accurate. <laughs> um, Denise wrote in and said, I may destroy you, HBO. Oh, yes. That was good. That was mm-hmm. heavy and good. Yeah. Yeah. That was enjoyable. Um, heavy. That's that's basically everyone that wrote in. Um, so my TV shows would be like we've already talked about Bob's Burgers. Like mm-hmm. that show is consistently hilarious. Every new episode they put out, it hasn't been delayed. It doesn't seem because of the pandemic, which I'm very grateful for. Mm-hmm. They seem to be releasing episodes normally. Yeah. Um, and then I had uh, the Queen's Gambit, which. I loved because it had that Mad Men vibe to it. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. The entire world intense. is crazy yeah. about that one. That's, yeah, mm-hmm. lighting the world on fire. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about it going in. I just knew that a bunch of people liked it. And I was pleased with the results, for sure. It's just a mini series too. It's not like a, a full-on series. Oh, okay. uh, and then another mini series, it's weird because like mini series were big for me this year, was Little Fires Everywhere. Yeah. Which I talked about in the show. That's the one with Carrie Washington and Reese Witherspoon on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Really well done. Yeah, yeah. We we started on that one. We have we were a couple of episodes in, and it is very interesting. We just get so wrapped up in yeah other things yeah. that come out well, too. Part of it is too like we're rotating the subscription services and everything too. Like, mm-hmm. We dug into right. Hulu. Forget about them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Okay. Um, Hulu's gone this month. Cool. Let's watch something on Netflix. All right. Netflix right. is taking a break. Let's do this. You know? Just mm-hmm. so many yeah. streaming services. CBS. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. All right. So we talked about Lovecraft Country. Um, D, what else did you have? Um, so Killing Eve, even though it definitely did not come out this year, um man what we've been we've been going through killing eve and this is such a bizarre strange and and captivating show mm-hmm. absolutely love it um, um it's so good i mean it's just <laughs> it is off the walls like you 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 i just i'm i'm always wondering how is this person just killing everybody <laughs> like and yeah. not getting caught for shit like right. unless she wants to be right it's it's insane yeah it's insane um so i'm definitely sticking to that one i'm just gonna stick to that one like till the very end i'm a dedicated fan um also yeah. we just got into <laughs> this is an anime uh jojo's bizarre adventure wow right there on the tin man yes yes man this this is an anime if you don't like anime um or or if you're if you're just not used to anime this is one that might maybe you shouldn't start with no just because (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i'll stop interrupting i'll I'll stop i was not i was not planning on watching it but no i'm still not there's 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 a uh, you know certain ones you can recommend right this one is deep in the woods yeah yeah this is not a jumping on point for anybody this is just like hey i've been steeped in anime for a long time i want to see something totally different you're gonna get something entirely different from jojo's Mm -hmm. um from the art style where everybody looks androgynous 
and and cut and gorgeous to death. The prettiest man. The pretty. I mean, mm. it's like ridiculous. I hurt my feelings. I mean, I I thought I was cute. <laughs> they are like, no, bitch. You need some work. Oh man. So and oh. it's you know after watching like Pose and yes, what was the right, show on right. HBO? Legendary. Legendary. Yes. They're yes. they're giving some looks, man, man. on this show. They are like just cutting you deep with yes. these looks. Right. Right. Everything looks like it's out of an eighties fashion magazine. Yes. You absolutely. Know. And I mean it's 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 interesting. <laughs> the style is very interesting. And then the story, but the storytelling is actually kind of captivating to me because it kind of is like a set of miniseries. Yeah. Uh, like like there's certain there's iterations of the same character concepts yeah. over a over a, a certain amount of time. So tell them about so, the names. Oh my god, the names. <laughs> <laughs> so if you dig 80s music, oh yeah. and late 70s music, you're going to appreciate some of the references in this uh to, to some of the characters in this in this show um we have uh what was his name Ari- robert robert eo, EO speedwagon. speedwagon yes um, oh my god <laughs> oh yes there's oh, a yes. there's an ancient uh being known as lord acdc yep acdc what yeah. yes but but it's like spelled like e-i-s-i-d si i think yeah yeah Yeah. um there's yeah there's a another another ancient called wham yeah wamu yeah there's Uh, there's a a monk named master tom petty yes tom oh my god (laughs) t-o-n you know and they just hit you with it they just hit you with it out of nowhere it's like what right exactly <laughs> there have been too many times okay. that me and matt just looked at each other like the hell right. is this yeah what this, where'd this come from i am going rolling. to refrain from commenting on that <laughs> in particular because i'm like what it's wild so anime fans who are up on this already thank yes. you for hitting me to it i mean it's on adult swim <laughs> you know you're gonna stumble upon it if you're a late night adult swim viewer yes but yeah like the 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 piece de resistance the the cherry on top is the fact that it just embraces its 80s-ness with such a plumb that uh, the the song at the end yes. is Roundabout by Yes. Yes! And it's just like, it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and it's been used in many memes, actually, lately. It's so like, great. A lot of... <laughs> it's so great. Uh, like, like it's just, it, it's so, it's bizarre. Yeah. It's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, I guess yeah. it is. Um, it, it really is entertaining though, just for the sheer silliness of it. And there's so much overacting. It's it's almost like a soap. It's almost like you're watching an anime soap opera. It's part of the charm. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty great. I'll be I'll be quick with mine because we've talked about these at, at length. Mandalorian, of course, is uh, is part of mine. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, I just wanted obviously. to I wanted to bring up the fact also that uh. The the making of season two is now on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. It's so oh, good. Oh, cool. God, is it good? You know, it, it's one of those things. I that haven't watched that yet. It makes you appreciate so much. Yeah. Of that, of the of Do the. Do they get to the CG thing? Oh yeah. Yes. Much? Oh well. Deeply. Okay. Cool. That you mean that moment? No. They oh, yes. they oh, don't oh, talk no, no, about no, no, that. No, 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 no. They leave that out. They leave that okay. out completely. Actually, yeah. no. But they they dig deep oh. into everything else. Right, yeah. production-wise, it yeah. is wow. I don't know if they're gonna do it like they did last season, where they had multiple episodes, because I felt mm. like this hour-long 
co- covered just about everything except for the last bit. Hmm. Maybe, maybe interesting. Maybe, yeah. 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 So I don't know maybe. if they're like letting it breathe, and maybe they're going to do that as a separate episode. But maybe. Yeah. 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 Hopefully so, because I know we all have a lot of questions about that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I want to know more about that. For but sure. yeah. I mean, it was Why? just. <laughs> Question number one. Why? Who do you think you are? What gives you the right? <laughs> so yeah, um just sitting just seeing Robert Rodriguez. I know people have seen the footage mm-hmm. in the past few days of him just on set with uh Grogu playing his guitar. guitar yeah. yeah, that's so adorable. It's... And that's part of the that's part of it too. Everybody loves Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. So he's like he's like a personification of spy kids. It's great. What? Yeah, because he he was behind Spike that. Kids. Oh, that was his thing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. that. That's yeah. that's good. It that's was, a long way. Yeah. Man, he stepped up. He did. <laughs> like hardcore. It wasn't for you. Yes, right. Just like true. JoJo and Flex. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Debs. I forgot about Debs. Oh, Debs. Yes, Debs. I with Debs. Oh, that's a mini series, and it's worth checking out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I know it's like an FX show. I didn't yeah. know it was a mini series though. To say anything else about it is doing it a disservice. You need to go on. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, last okay. little thing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Just one little thing. Yep. Fargo. Okay. This past season of Fargo was amazing. Yeah. I, I give. I haven't seen it yet because I've been so fucking disappointed by Fargo. Me too. We have two. We too. We have two. But let me tell you, Chris Rock though. Oh my God. Chris Rock cleaned oh. up this I show. Oh my Cleaned god! It up. Okay, <laughs> like it, it's intense, and, and I believe that uh, the, uh, one of the one of the main characters in Devs actually plays a character in this episode, in this season of Fargo, yeah, as well. Okay, yeah, I haven't great. seen any of the new season. I I, I guess I was just kind of like, eh, I'll get to it when I get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Take your time with it. It's so good. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Moving video on. games. Video games, everybody. So we had a couple of votes. Uh, for Doom Eternal. Yeah. Aaron, uh, Bradley, uh, yeah. Yeah. So they they were saying Doom Eternal. Uh, sorry. Uh, and then, uh, we also got, uh, Pauline said Tony Hawk. That's a good choice. Remake or whatever. That's a good choice. Yeah, that was, that was well executed as well. That was a really good choice there. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Doom Eternal, I, I played that for a couple of days. It was really fun. It's it's really cool to um, manage your, your health and ammo and everything like that, just kind of on the fly, mm-hmm. based on how you kill bad guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that, wow. was, that was a great mechanic. I love that. Um, yeah, it's it's basically just like a nightmare brought to life, and that's what it's supposed to be, so it's fun. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Did you play the new? You, you didn't get a chance to check out the new Tony Hawk or the remake of Tony Hawk or anything. No, I, I know haven't. you were a fan. It's of It's on the my list of like, oh, because I, I really liked the older games. Yeah. Um, it's on my list of like, I'll get to it at some point, like when it's like ten bucks or whatever. Yeah. You know, I yeah. kind of feel that way. About it will it. be. Yeah. Either that, or it'll end up on PlayStation yeah, Plus or something like that. You know. Either way. Yeah. 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 All right. I really am not going to get into my game because we know it's The Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. I've talked about it extensively. <laughs> we know that that's my favorite video game series. Like, I love it. I might at some point 
get Ellie's tattoo. Nice. I thought about that. Very nice. Like, I, yeah. Um, or I might not, because I'm chicken shit about tattoos. <laughs> I don't have any. Uh, but yeah, like that's my uh, that's my pick. You guys know I love that story so much. We've talked about. I'm excited for the TV show, all of it. So that's obviously my game of the year. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, you guys know I always talk about Tetris. Uh, because that's my thing that I do, but this is this, this is the one that came out with Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Xbox, yes. Xbox Series X or whatever they call it this time around. So anyway, this iteration is Tetris Effect Connected, which adds a a multiplayer element to it. And you know, yep. I I was already addicted to Tetris Effect because it's just such a relaxing experience. It blends the visuals and music so well together, along with a game that you know, most people know how to play out of muscle memory. So it's like you're just getting this experience mm-hmm. uh, as you sit and just relax mm-hmm. uh, and, and just exercise that muscle. Um, the connected aspect of it, though, it surprised me because I didn't intend to enjoy it as much as I do. And if I can humble brag for a moment, not so humble, heavy on the brag, I am in the top 3% of Tetris players in the world. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I know oh, this Jesus. because <laughs> Tetris Effect Connected has a versus mode in there, mm-hmm. and those people are relentless. Oh, Insane. man. Your adrenaline will get going. Yes. It's crazy. And then they have the nerve to have a mode in there that mimics the physics and the play style of the original Tetris on NES. And that's the hardest one. It's the hardest one <laughs> because you're so used to being able to, like, you know, sock away a piece for later. Yeah. Or mm. continually just flip a piece until you get it in the right spot or slide it around the bottom. Right. Mm-hmm. Until it gets to the right spot there. Nope. Once you once it touches a block. That's it. That's it. Yep. You're done. You're done. <laughs> I remember being so freaked out by the newer Tetris games when I first played them, and I was like, you can move it at the bottom? Right. Like, what? <laughs> right, right. I, I did the same I thing. I on my phone. I put on, like, my Motorola Razor. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, me too. Oh. But, yeah, it's it's a it's an experience. It definitely is. Um, there's one mode in there that deserves special <laughs> recognition, and it's where three players come together to fight, like, a boss character. Mm-hmm. And the boss has his own Tetris board, and you three have your own Tetris boards. But then you get into this mode where all three boards connect mm-hmm. and you're working together to clear these lines out. And it yeah. sounds a lot easier than it is. Yeah. Because yeah. at best, what I've seen executed, you get like 16 lines and right. then you run out of time. And it's like, oh, I'm tripping over this person. Oh, no, I'm going to put it here. Oh, the ghost is right here. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's it's a train wreck, but it's a beautiful train wreck. It is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot <laughs> of fun. Lots and lots of fun. <laughs> all right, D, what you got? Um, so, um, I'm definitely gonna say Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Because that was just gorgeous. Just a gorgeous game. I'm playing that now. I got it for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, it now. It's so fucking good. Um, it's really fun. Man, and just the, the little touches. Yeah. You just can't, you, you can't The deny. mechanics take a while to get into, though. I, I found the, the, um, the controls a little wonky at first. Mm-hmm. I struggled yeah. with them. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm fine with it now. Good. That's just really a good. warning to anyone who picks it up. 
Yeah, yeah, it does take some some time to assimilate a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but but once you just do, bit, yeah. once you do that yes. that muscle reflex is just like, oh yeah, <laughs> like I got For this. Sure. I know exactly what I'm gonna do. I don't know why that this game more than any others really that I've played lately. It like it took me a minute to get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know why. But that's and that's totally fine. Like I'm just I'm just yeah. glad that you were able to that you're able to enjoy this and you know that you've gotten to a point where you can enjoy it uh, without oh, any yeah. real hindrance or anything. Fun. Yeah, because like I mean it, it's easy to just kind of get lost in just like the visuals of everything. Yeah. Just stand around and just look at stuff. Right. Like, oh, it's oh yeah, the camera mode alone is mm-hmm. so much fun. Yes. Yes. And you get gorgeous. to pet the fox. Yeah, I did. I yes. did box and he was so happy and he rolled over and I, I did that earlier and I, it was the first time I did it. I did it today. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's so it's beautiful. It's so good. Yeah. Pet them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also have to say, um, now this definitely didn't come out this year, but Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, man, I think I mentioned this once like way early on. Like this is a a game that's also very beautiful, beautifully done, but it's about mental illness. And mm. it's about mental illness um, that's happening to an uh, to a, not an ancient person, but like a uh, an, an ancient people's mm. kind of character. Okay. Um, I can't really tell you exactly what, you know, ethnicity she is or what tribe she's from. It seems like she's really... Um, digging into like runes and things like that, so maybe Gaelic or, or um, Anglo-Saxon or something of, of, of that nature, mm-hmm. um, which is intense because you're going through mental illness. You are going through pure psychosis. I, I am. I was gonna say lots of people are going through mental illness right now. <laughs> right. But, um, right. The game. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Like, like, and this is, and and we're fortunate, we're fortunate that we're able to kind of, you oh, know, God. you know, we have outlets and things like that. Right. Ooh. I've never even heard of that. When did that, <laughs> when did that come out? I think that was, I think that was 2018. Yeah. I think it popped oh, up on okay. like PlayStation Plus or something. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. on PlayStation. It was on PlayStation okay. 4. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, it, but, but it's really beautifully done. Um, and it's, uh. It's just, it's an interesting story. It's not, it's almost kind of God of War-esque in a way. Oh, okay. In a yeah. way. Um, but but it really is just like, you know, a fight that she's going through within herself and, you know, finding acceptance in who she is, things like that. And it, it's, it's just a really interesting journey. I absolutely I like when it. you do bold things in games like that. Yeah. That's yes. very cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's my pick. Okay. okay. Now we are going to move on to podcasts. <laughs> I need to address something first. Yes. Our friends over at uh, <laughs> the podcast that I've been on, Ravens, One Tree Hill <clears throat> podcast. Yeah. These boys want award bad. <laughs> they want it bad. And they got, I mean, so many listeners from their show to go on our Instagram and message us voting that they should win one of these awards for their show. (laughs) Guys, I was already going to put you on my top list, but (laughs) your, your insane fans who are amazing 
definitely pushed it over where I was like, of course you have to be on my list of favorite podcasts. Not just because I've been on it, but because I enjoy listening to it. Yes. But wow, so many fans messaging us going, I want to vote for Ravens. And I'm like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) All of them, there were that many. I literally had to make an Insta story that went, guys, all of your votes have been counted. (laughs) I can't address everything. The votes have been counted. Specifically. Just to vote for the podcast category and to vote for Ravens. That's right. So, folks, the votes have been counted. We're going to let you know who's the winner right after this. Yeah. No, like, like for real, Ravens um, got a lot of love, and a bunch of them ended up following us as well. So they they were already on my notes, my list here. But it was so funny. I was cracking up earlier. I was like, oh, my God. Okay, another one. Another (laughs) Just, I can't list everyone who, who wrote in for Ravens. That's true. That show's respect, got a lot of love. I'm I hoping shows like listeners Ravens. come. You know, thank you guys for, for, for signing up and joining yes. us and listening. Thank you. Um, we have a huge back catalog, as I'm sure you can see at this point. <laughs> yeah. Last yeah, week yeah. was our sure. 100th wow. post. Me on Ravens. What's that? No. I didn't hear you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm saying you've heard me on Ravens. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. That's right. Because I've been on Ravens. <laughs> she's been ravening y'all so ravening. yeah um that's a raven <laughs> no no <laughs> listen if this wasn't already an award name that would be the name of the episode fuck I you I just... okay. <laughs> all right so obviously um we're gonna give it to ravens let's read what everybody else voted for <laughs> no no no. i'm saying listen my pick, I had two picks. Yes. One of my picks was already Ravens. What I wanted to address was that tons of people wrote in just specifically wanting to tell us how much they love Ravens. Man. So I wanted to address that yes. because they have a great fan base. It's it's One Tree Hill fans. So they're so dedicated and amazing. Uh, and I just wanted to give them a little quick shout out right as far as the show is concerned. Nice. So, yeah, podcast. Um, what, uh, do we want to get into listen, other listeners? Yeah, Yeah, let's do that. So Gabby says, uh, my top four this year, besides Lex and Matt, thank you, Gabby. Uh, she says her top four this year, Affirmative Murder, Mm -hmm. Lovecraft Country Radio, (laughs) Forgotten, Women of Juarez, Mm. and The Murder Squad. These sound like true crime, except Man. for Lovecraft. Country. Murder Squad is really good. Murder That's Squad. That's the guy who caught the Golden State Killer. Yes. Oh, cool. Yes. I need to start. I need to start listening to that. Nice. See, this yeah, is good. Like we it. get we get recommendations too through yeah. this. Yeah. Um, um, but, but, Aaron Aaron wrote in and said podcast. Oh, sorry. What? No, before. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. Um, Aaron said easy allies reply okay. all and then. Lex and Matt's excellent adventure. Thank excellent. you guys. If you if you said uh, Lex and Matt's excellent adventure, we did not require you to name <laughs> the podcast. Right yeah. on. Uh, Pauline says podcast affirmative murder pants and Lex and Matt. I didn't know pants. that was our new name. Pants and Lex and Matt. Is pants, that like pants? Pants. Picky Elvira in it's the brain. It's the ET thing. No. It's the ET thing, Matt. I'm oh, I'm out. I'm it's out. a callback. No I'm out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, who Bradley, else? Are you kidding? Bradley wrote in. Bradley, if you're listening, 
you wrote in your own podcast, and that almost makes me want to take your podcast off of my favorites wow. list. <laughs> because you obnoxious dork. Who would do your something podcast like that? Is amazing. Bradley, wow. come on. Your wow. podcast makes me happy, Bradley, if you're listening. <laughs> Be Your Scary Best is another podcast that both Matt and I were on. I literally put that on. I'm going, I'm going to listen to my friends right now. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Got to listen to that. That's good stuff. All right. Um, Denise also had Lovecraft. Lovecraft uh, Country Radio on mm-hmm. there. Very nice. Very nice. Denise so, formatted hers. I want to give a special shout out yeah. to Denise. Because she formatted hers with like bold and like, you know, different fonts and uh-huh, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Making it easy for us to read. A little description. In fact, she goes, this podcast is an amazing companion piece to the show, but it's great podcasting in general. They discuss the themes of the show, but go in depth about race and media and sources slash inspiration for the writing of the show. Thank you, Denise. That's that's beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. Appreciated. And I can tell that you were an anxious child because I write notes the same way. <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, no. It's very well organized. Like it, I, I love that. I like love I, organization. Like I that. strive to be that organized. D, what's your uh, podcast that selects? Well, right off the bat, my favorite murder. Absolutely. Like I can't. I just can't get enough. Yes. See, we're, we're podcast soulmates. We I know, are, man. We like, are. like this is such a good connection here. Like, I mean, I mean we listen to like so many of the same shows at this point, right? <laughs> I love it. And and what the best is that there's one that we really like that Matt can't stand. Mm. And I just kind of, yeah. I, I wrap that, <laughs> I, wrap, I wrap myself in a blanket of that. Wow. And just kind of like, mm, nuzzle mm. in. Because mm. it's last podcast on the list. <laughs> oh. And <laughs> I know it's, it's just, you know, you, you got to be super deep into like really dark, stupid humor. Say the podcast, say, say the catchphrase that I don't understand. The catchphrase that you don't understand? Magustulations? That's that's one. The other one's something like... Hail yourself? That's the one. That's that inside joke. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I I mean, (laughs) you know what? I always take it as like, he's just saying like, hey, you know, be good to yourself. You know? Cool. Yeah. Be good to yourself. Cool. You don't have to hail anybody else. Yeah, I think it goes back to like very early in the show. There's some of those early, the earliest episodes are not available anymore because apparently they were so bad that they pulled them. They sure did. Like, I know I was, I was uh, listening to them just straight through Google for a long time. And Mm -hmm. and I started from the, like, as far back as possible. Like right now I am currently on an episode that happened maybe two weeks after the, after rolling into 2020. So, like, I'm hearing oh, all yeah. of this, like, you know, sweet summer child hopes for 2020 and all that stuff from them. Yeah. And it, it's kind of sad, but it's also kind of funny. I don't know. It's it's. Dark. I had the same. No, I had the same thing with um, 2016 <laughs> podcasts. I couldn't uh, listen to some of them for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just hard. It's hard sometimes. Yes. But yeah. but man, like the They're research, good. though. The research, like I yeah, mean, yeah. Last podcast is better, more, more well researched. That sounds like bad wording. But I think that's <laughs> correct. Uh, then, then my favorite murder, but I think Absolutely. my favorite murder is much more accessible. Right, exactly, exactly. They they really do. They complement each other. The shows complement each other well. They really do. They really do. It's like all right, you know, you got the you got the 
the the mid card humor, you know that 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 works out pretty well. Don't try to appeal to me with <laughs> wrestling terminology. I know what you're doing, mid card. Man, what are you? I, man, Lex, that's it my is thing. Hard teaching this I do. Man. I'm telling you, he, does, he doesn't listen to, to shit. Exactly. I have to message you if I want him to do anything, to watch any show or whatever. I have to go around him. So I gave up. I don't care. You don't, look, you don't get to co-wife. What the hell is this? <laughs> What? Oh, I've done it numerous times. I'm, I'm, I'm controlling your entire life, and you don't even know it. Wow, wow. You don't even know it. Oh, my goodness. So, good. so damn good. Oh. oh, my God. But those are my jams, though. I can't I can't help myself. I just I just love them gotcha. so much. Awesome. Okay, there's there's yeah. one. We got, we got a late entry here. I'm sorry. Okay. Breaking news. Um, we got... Victoria Carter wrote in and said her favorite book, More Than Enough by Elaine Welterworth. Favorite movie, Sylvia's Love on Amazon Prime. Favorite TV show, All Rise. We spoke briefly about Mm. All Rise a couple episodes ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. because of the masks, yeah. Uh, Her favorite game, she says, is Uno. I see what you did there. (laughs) Uh, We talked briefly about that. Previously too, <laughs> um, and then podcast. Here's the thing, and in the thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. So thank you for writing in, Victoria. Appreciate nice. that. Yeah. All right. So for my favorite podcast, <laughs> this little podcast called Adam Carolla. Get your ass out of here. Yeah. No. Get out of oh, here. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. The Joe Rogan experience. Uh. Okay. I was gonna say, what if you just start going through like men who have done terrible things, <laughs> like the just worst. like Chris D'Elia. Yeah. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> Chris D'Elia. Oh shit. Um, the Nerdist podcast. Oh <laughs> no. Harmon Tap. Oh, oh uh, no. Ten pole. Nope. <laughs> shit, we tried going to see Harmon Town. It was, was sad. Rough. It was very sad. God. It was depressing. Yikes. <laughs> it was like, yeah. we were excited about a good time and a night out. Yeah. Had a couple edibles. Right, um, we were ready for this. My family has stopped listening by this point, so we can talk about drugs. Right. Um, <laughs> we were like, oh man, we're in such a good mood, it's going to be great, going to see Dan Harmon, it's going to be, ooh, he's talking about uh, shitty things he's done in the past. Yeah. Great. Let's tip out. There's, there, we literally hey. walked out. Sometimes that's the pod. We yeah. just gotta roll with it. That's right. For a live show, yeah. that's crazy to me. For a live show that. that you pay to get into. Yes. I would not be sad on a live show. Could you <laughs> like, imagine if, I our, would, if our live I show was just like, an hour of just I would like... I find some espresso and just like fucking power through it. <laughs> oh my <laughs> right. god. You gotta do a like, song Find the Chris Farley power and just fucking go. Because <laughs> Don't do that. No, not not Chris Farley power. Boy, that's some dangerous energy. That is cocaine. We saw. I mean, that is exactly what you're talking about, though. You're talking about a sad person trying to power themselves up. He's like, I don't know, eat a pat of butter and do some coke and then go to bed. (laughs) You don't know about the pat of butter? I don't know about Chris Farley used to put a pat of butter on his steak every time he'd eat a steak. He put like a whole little pad of butter and he'd be like it's a little hat like like, <laughs> it's that's, like that's how unhealthy he was that's wild, oh man. my god yeah. but honestly my favorite podcast is lex and matt's excellent adventure 
Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. listen to that shit, but I've heard it's okay. <laughs> I listen to it twice, sometimes three times a week. When I do it, when I edit it, and when D listens to it. Yep, that's right. Because <laughs> I'll be cooking, and it's like, okay, time to listen to the podcast. But honestly, like, yep. I, know, I know it sounds very narcissistic, but honestly, I've been in a lot of podcasts over the years, you know, um, GCPD, the Games, Comics, and Puppy Dogs podcast since last we spoke. Mm-hmm. Cast a day, various forms of resnaculus, party chat, mm-hmm. etc. Uh, the uh, dumpster dive, digital dumpster, digital dumpster diving. diving. But this is the most fun I've had doing a podcast, honestly. Yeah. Thus far in That's my good. career. Yeah. 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 And we're this is two years now. This That's is freaking nuts. Yep. I know, but you know, it's still fun, um, and I, I appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate the folks that ride with us the folks that support us on patreon and sometimes just even message us hey you're doing a good job i appreciate what you're doing that stuff makes me happy mm-hmm. you know and just knowing that i'm rambling like this and people are still listening and still smiling and still you know having me on the background while they cook or game <laughs> or scratch or whatever scratch. you know i'm just i'm just happy that I'm able to to podcast yeah. like this. Yeah, you know, sometimes you need yeah. scratching. You need scratching background noise. You know? I don't want to know. I'm, no. We're done. We're done. Close that door. And then, just separate. But I think about... Yeah, I, I, think about I agree. Mary. I mean, I haven't done as many podcasts, but it's, it is very fun to do. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes very cathartic or whatever it needs to be that week. That is one thing that I do love about our show. It's is our that blessing. It is whatever we need it to be. It's yeah. a blessing and a curse because it is whatever yeah. we need it to be, but it also makes it impossible to describe when you're trying to get awards. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I admire the podcasts that have, like, a theme, like Turtle Soup. Shout out to Turtle Soup. How they, you know, are focused on one goal the Ravens podcast. You know what it's about. Yeah, you know? Scary Guest is another one. Exactly. They are specific things every they, week. They have a goal. They have specific things. Even Respectulous. It's like, hey, buddy. Know? Hey, buddy. Did you know that Chris Farley put butter <laughs> on the steak? <laughs> this week, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman. This week, we're talking about comic books. This week, we're talking about death. Look at Wonder what the shit? <laughs> <laughs> Those kids are on the escalator again. <laughs> that goddamn kid is on the escalator again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the show, and I'm proud of the show, and I'm I'm a happy listener, even if I have to listen to it three times a week. So legit, I'm betting on me. Yeah. And Lex by association. See, see, you're hailing yourself. Yes. You are hailing yourself. <laughs> ah, there it is. You did good work. You Podcast good invitation work. redacted. Go hey. play a video game. <laughs> Leave me alone. All right. Okay. Last category. Real quick. Music. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't as into music, new music this year. I listened to a lot of comfort music. Yeah. The same shit over and over. Same. Really into country music right now, by the way. I'm going down a path. I don't know what it is, oh, but I'm on it. Oh that's what I'm in. I'm in the country music. Yes. I just got a bunch of new suggestions from Eric of Turtle Soup. Okay. Shout nice. out to Turtle Soup. Cool, cool. So yeah, but that's not um, my pick. My pick was Phoebe Bridgers' Punisher, which is, uh, I mean, if you are into Phoebe Bridgers, you you know 
how she rolls. Like, she is dark and strange and, you know, she just got nominated for a bunch of Grammys. Um, I love her music, but it's not for everyone. It bum like I think I think Ryan was saying he can't listen to her music because it bums him out way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it. Like yeah, I think it's check this out. Yeah, <laughs> this it's really, really great. <laughs> it's really great. Uh, I think her first album was in 2017, and then this new one that just came out was Punisher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really loved it, and it got nominated for a bunch of Grammys. I think they were all her first nominations as well. So it was really cool. And uh, she did, it went like on the charts. It was very strange. Um, She did a song with Maggie Rogers covering that Goo Goo Dolls song, Iris. Oh. And it was, they did it to raise money. They only released her for 24 hours and you had to buy it. I think it was, you know, like a a dollar or whatever. And they raised money for the runoff in Georgia. Oh, that was awesome. They, it like it was like the first song to reach number one for both of them. <laughs> like, oh my god! Got wow. that many. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. That is pretty awesome. I like that. All right, let's 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 shine a light on the people here. Uh, Aaron, Aaron wrote in said Jim Atkins uh, quarantine Friday live streams. Jim Atkins is Jimmy Eat World. So, oh, okay. awesome. Cool. Yes. I know Aaron's I love- a big uh, Jimmy Eat World fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yep. that's that's right on brand for him. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm a big Jimmy Eat World fan, too. Oh, cool. <laughs> yes, I love him. Uh, Gabby said Miley Cyrus... Oh, song. I'm sorry, that was song. Mm-hmm. I didn't know we were doing song. Miley Cyrus's Heart of Glass cover. Uh, Gabby, I would fight with you off mic about that. I did not like <laughs> <laughs> it's Do okay. A, uh-huh. Gabby and I can can argue about this uh, at a later date. Uh, but she picked for album. Uh, what was Dua this? Future nostalgia. Yeah, Dua yeah. Lipa's Future Nostalgia. Mm, I really was, enjoy mm. Dua Lipa. Yes, so good. Yeah. yeah. So like, we're we're in agreement on that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I didn't realize that was that recent, but yeah, like she's one of those that's like. I don't know, man. She's just got such talent, and yeah. it's undeniable. She's kind of under the radar too for being like a star at the yep. same time. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, absolutely. She is undeniably great, and uh, yeah, I expect big things from her in the future. I'm gonna quickly change the subject and move over to Bradley. It's okay, uh, Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> the reason uh, why. Kid Man yeah. on the Moon 3. Kid Cudi is a rapper. He's mm-hmm. uh, frequently associated with uh, Kanye recently. Mm-hmm. But on his own, Kid Cudi is a force to be reckoned with. The reason I bring him up is because he was in Bill and Ted Face the Music. He sure was. And, uh, oh, yes. He sure was. <laughs> that's why I was marveling at the fact that he picked that as his favorite movie as well. That was kind of neat. And yeah, he got seemed- it. And he got it. Like he got what was going on in the in the film. That's like, right. He was the one that did was, the exposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, oh, well, this about time travel and blah blah blah. Like, oh, well, shit. Yeah, you've been here for mm-hmm. time. Okay. Right. <laughs> that man needs a phone booth. Let's uh, this out. Yes, hundred percent. Denise wrote in and said, uh, "Conscious Control" by K, which is Charlene K. Said Charlene K is great, and everyone should listen to her. 
Um, the album is about ending a long-term relationship in pursuit of self-exploration. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like Phoebe Bridgers type of feel. Mm, you know. Okay. All right. Of being confused Na- about people. What'd you go with? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was just going to mention the thing about me confusing yeah. the fact that Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Phoebe Bridgers are two separate people. <laughs> I'm like, yes, damn. they are two separate people. She can sing and is flea bag. What can she do? <laughs> and no. killing Eve. And killing. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's not Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, okay. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, all right, So my favorite album. Um, there was there was something I was gonna mention, but I don't even know. I'm not even gonna joke around. Uh, <laughs> RTJ4, uh, Run the Jewels, fourth album, uh, highly anticipated. It came out early because of everything going on, because the, the the songs that were on that album were just so relevant to everything that was happening over the summer with all the protests that were happening uh, across the nation. Of course, the discourse, everything going on. Um, their music is uh, it's protest music, basically, mm-hmm. set to a great beat. Mm-hmm. Sure, they talk about drinking and smoking a little bit. But most, mostly, overall, what they talk about is just being true to yourself. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, there were there were just some 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 lines in there that were amazing. Uh, they were getting people to get in, get out, and vote, or stay in and vote, whatever the case may be. They had a special on Adult Swim where they did, I think they did like the entire album. They sure did. Yeah, just as one long like one long music video, one long performance because yeah. they couldn't perform it all this summer. How much earlier did they release their album? They released oh, it, I want to say, like a month early. Yeah. They wow. were just like, fuck it, it's out, and it was free. Yeah. You know, they yeah. encouraged you to, like, buy T-shirts to support their road crew because they weren't getting any money. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I just, <sighs> everything about it, everything I, I hear about Run the Jewels, I love them. I know that uh, Killer Mike says some polarizing things. There's that word again. Uh, he says some polarizing things in the media uh, he makes some choices that are his and his alone, but you know you gotta you gotta respect the man that stands up for what he believes in. Right. You know most of right. all, you gotta respect that. And so, puts them into action. And puts them into action. He's yeah. trying to do it for the greater good, not only for himself, his family, his friends, uh, the culture, mm-hmm. everything he's doing. He's doing for what he what he's hoping is an investment in the future. Right. So right. it's worth at least a listen to have that conversation. It's all coming from a place of love and respect. So run the jewels. I love it. Check it out. The end. <laughs> All right. So uh, my my choice was Thundercat. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. And that comes straight out of actually I'm deeply connected with you, um, Lex, about just like wanting comfort music. Mm. Yes. Uh, because Thundercat yeah. absolutely is thun- it, it, it it's comfort music to me because it mm-hmm. like. A lot of his style is very funk, like soft funk in a way, right. rock. Mm. Right. Yeah, I've never blended. heard his music. Yeah, and and it reminds me very much of like um, like mid to late '80s funk music. Hmm. Um, and, and but it's also his lyrics are ridiculous. Yeah. His lyrics are like uh, my my actually we watched a uh, a little interview. We watched a Hot Ones interview. Yeah, we did. With Thundercat. <laughs> and, um, and he was just talking about how, like, uh, you know, he's been inspired by certain sounds from when he was a kid. And, and funk was definitely in his wheelhouse as well. Uh, he plays, um, is it rhythm guitar? 
yeah it's it's rhythm guitar and he he plays bass um and he talked about like you know how this music really inspires him but then also how the lyrics that he puts together he kind of puts them in the same category as like a comedian writing his writing his stand-up right um, and he's been compared to a comedian through his lyrics, and it's 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 really interesting. You have yeah. to listen to some of his music and just hear what he puts together. It's, a lot of the acts he's associated with are like, you know, if he wanted to be a stand-up, he could pull it off. Exactly, exactly. But speaking of those, uh, the people he's associated with, he produced Kendrick Lamar's "The Pimp a Butterfly." Yes. You know, which right. was a, a celebrated album from a few years ago, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, he works with acts such as Bad, Bad, Not Good, mm-hmm. uh, Flying Lotus. Flying Lotus. You know, these oh are these God. are all the, the yeah. groups that you'll hear doing the uh, the really like cool neo soul neo soul uh, hip hop thrash yeah. type of bumps that you hear like on Adult Swim. Yes. During the ads, you know oh, that sort of thing. Oh, right, gotcha. right. Yeah, yeah. So they have yeah. that type of vibe. Yes. And. Yeah, and, I, you, and I, you have to hear <laughs> you have to hear uh, Dragon Ball do rag. Dragon Ball do rag. That is the one. That is the one. Yeah. Like, please go on YouTube and find that video, and then just laugh your ass off at it. That's a good it's just suggestion. Fantastic. The other one too is he had he had the sway to pull a song that he he starred in. Yes. But featured Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald. Good God, y'all. I'm yeah. telling you. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying like Kenny Loggins. <laughs> that sounds so familiar. Yes. Yes. It, it's, <laughs> Maybe you sent it to me. I don't know. Maybe. It's yeah. called Show You the Way. Show You the Way. But it's a great track in and, and of itself. And Kenny Loggins um and Michael McDonald, they are in my comfort music zone right. because it really does take me back to being a kid. And hearing those those artists on the on my mom's radio, of course my mom's <laughs> radio, all the time. Yeah. Um. And you know, listening to WNUA and B103 here in Chicago, you know, just the smooth, jazzy, funky kind of, you know, mixes of music that you don't really, you know, hear a lot of anymore. Now it's a whole a lot more hard beats and how 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 um how many trills can you put into you know into a ten note uh stretch or whatever like it's it's chaotic this just cools you out mellows you out and just feels really nice so that is my pick thundercat that's cool yeah yeah love it i've never listened to him i'll have to look him up yeah so good dragon ball durag that's the one i'm telling you (laughs) (laughs) so good all right um i think the only bit of business left for the episode now is to just kind of Talk about who won the contest. Yeah. Yeah, we had a contest over on our Instagram, which means you guys should follow our Instagram, at Lex and Matt, if you want to win cool things. Uh, our winner was Heath, which is meow, meow, dot how. <laughs> Heath, you have a hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he won Instagram giveaway. Won a bunch of stickers, an exclusive pin, button, nice button pin. Yeah. So yeah, you guys, our Instagram, go follow us. We're also on Twitter, all the places. That's right. It is critical that you follow us on Instagram. Yes. Uh, make sure to interact with us there. That's the <laughs> place where you can get a hold of us the most. Uh, it is optional, but thoroughly encouraged and appreciated. For folks to go on to our Patreon, check out 
the mini episodes we got over there. We got the one about yep. Wonder Woman coming up soon. Mm-hmm. We got um, all the mini episodes that I just mentioned previously, and I'm drawing a blank. No, we have an exclusive <laughs> short so story. I don't remember how many at this point. Oh, so many. But we have an exclusive short story by Lex there. We have a reading of a Black Panther children's book by yours truly. And I really put my foot in this, y'all. This wasn't just mm-hmm. me being sarcastic. I really did want to read this wholeheartedly and kind of stretch that muscle it a was- little bit. It was very comforting. <laughs> it was. That's right. So, um, with that being said, congratulations to everyone who won Alexi Award for 2020. Give yourselves a hand. Yeah. We're not going to clap on the mic because that's annoying. Yeah. Very but thank loud. you. Yeah. Thank right. you for listening, folks. Uh, thank you for coming out. The credits are rolling. We got a couple seconds left. Any anything yeah. want to add, Lex, before we go? Uh, we'll see you next year. <laughs> another year <laughs> be oh, anything man. you want to add before we cut out yeah let's let's truly evict this year like with a vengeance like seriously let's let's go into the new year having some modicum of fun and sanity in, in focus that's right and as yeah. i frequently say while watching disney xd right before my favorite show in the world comes on duck Thank you, folks, for listening. I'm Matt oh Peters. My God. <laughs> I'm Lex Lutz. And for D yeah, Peters. I just live here. I don't know. No. I stepped on the line. Say it again. <laughs> okay. Be, okay. Be excellent to each other. All right. Bye.